This is a Town Roots Podcast, episode number 28. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing fantastic, Joe. So today we're going to talk a little solar. And Joe is the solar master. I met him when I was going through my solar process a couple of years ago. So Joe knows a lot of stuff and he's going to share some great insights with us uh, here today. So to kick it off, Joe, why don't you share with us kind of the top five reasons you see customers going solar? Well, that's uh, the, the, the obvious. The most obvious is it saves money instantly. Uh, there's been a lot of misconception about solar in the past, but uh, the way that it works today. Um, it's it's pretty. If you go with the person that can educate you correctly, then you're going to find out that uh, starting from day one, as soon as your solar system gets turned on, you're going to be able to save money. A lot of people like the fact that it helps our environment. So we're using green energy, the sun. Uh, it's clean. There's no the pollutants. There's no CO2 being emitted into the air like when it's uh, coal burned or fossil fuel burned. So that's nice. Um, it's nice to be able to not only help yourself, but help the environment and help others. Um, most people, especially in Northern Cal, are tired of the rising costs. Um, today in 2022 already, uh, PG&E has risen the rates 19%, and it's only uh, May. So... That, that's that's a lot and people are getting tired of those so that's a huge reason people are calling to go solar more often um, another great point of going solar is that it gives you instant um, increases of value of your home when you go to sell or if you sell you're going to be able to um, eliminate someone's electricity bill which is huge so it gives you instant credibility and if you are in a neighborhood that has multiple homes for sale. Yours is going to be more attractive. So that's always nice. And then the number one reason that I see in the nine years I've been doing this is that it, it, it's really taking control of your future energy costs. Um, you're, you're able to do what most people can't do. Um, we're very fortunate so far here in California to have the rules and laws that we have. So we're able to really save that money and really take control of the next 20 to 30 years of what you're paying. So 100% peace of mind. Uh, prices are locked in. You don't have to worry about them going up ever. And uh, again, just taking complete control of your future costs. I love those five reasons. And, and who doesn't want to save money, right? I mean, all of us want to save money. Um, and so let's sort of talk about that for a second. How much would I expect to save, right? So on my PG&E bill, there's a, a gas portion and there's an electric portion, right? So if I go solar, is all that electric portion going to go away? So that's a great question. It really depends on roof size. Um, you know, can't 100% say that every single home is going to qualify to be able to offset 100%. But these days, let's put it this way. Nine years ago, when I started in the industry, we would only build systems that would cover the the top two tiers. There was a four-tier system, tier one, two, three, and four. Tier one and two were, quote-unquote, so low that we never thought that PG&E would ever get any higher. And so we didn't worry about 
those bottom two tiers. Today, completely opposite. Um, what you were paying 10 years ago, 11 and 13 cents was about the right price for tier one and two. Today, you're averaging 30 to 40 cents a kilowatt hour. Um, so those days are gone. So now we want to be able to offset 100% or more of your bill. And I say more because there's some factors in that. You know, most people want to be less conservative. They want to be able to leave some lights on, maybe turn the air conditioner on more in the summer, keep the heater on more in the wintertime. Um, so things like that. And then there's also a little bit of degradation every year. The panels are not going to produce 100%. But the way that panels are made today, it's pretty awesome that in the within 25 years, most panels are guaranteeing a minimum production value of 86% or higher. So that's not so much to worry about as it was 10 years ago. So we generally, when I build systems, I try to do 105 to 110% just to cover all those aspects. And then, um, you know, what's nice about what we do at West Coast that a lot of companies don't do and that I tell people, ask the hard questions, but we're able to add on panels to existing systems. So if in the future you need to, have more energy. Let's say you buy an electronic vehicle, maybe you add a pool or hot tub, or maybe you just want more power. You put an addition to your house. These are huge questions that people don't ask and they find out the hard way. Um, when they say, Hey, I need more power. Let's add some more panels. Then they go back to the company and the company tells them, no, you're going to have to build a whole new system. That is no fun. And I speak from experience because I have that happen to me. Uh, I wasn't working for West Coast six years ago when I built my system. So unfortunately, I have a true up bill, which we can, if you want to talk more about, about the true up, but generally it's at the end of every 12 months, you're going to either pay, uh, if your system did not produce 100%, you're going to pay the difference at that time. That's called the true up. And my bill went from 600 the first year. And within six years, now I paid $1,500 just in April. That was my true up time. So get a lot of people with that problem and issue. And unfortunately, like a lot of people, I would, did not buy my system through a company that was able to add on in the future. So that's a huge question to maybe ask your, who you're thinking about going solar with. You know, I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because you know, someone starting from scratch, you know, as, as I was when I first met you, right? Like I didn't know anything about this. So, you know, I was getting educated by you and, and, and other vendors. And so, you know, I just drive around, you see solar panels on top of people's houses and you don't think of the fact, oh, well, you know, size of system or being able to, to add to the system or big things like AC or electric vehicle, putting extra stresses on the system. And so you brought up electric vehicles you know, are you seeing now with the rising gas prices, more and more people coming to you saying, I'm going to buy an EV and that's just driving me to go solar? Um, yes and no. I mean, there's things are changing so rapidly, especially with PG&E in the last couple of years with, you know, mm -hmm. people being at home more with COVID, mm -hmm. um, people looking into saving as much as they can, people realizing, hey, uh, Two years ago, I was paying a lot less for my electric bill. Why is it going up so much? And a lot of people just thought because they were home so much, but they're realizing, no, PG&E's rates have gone up that much that's made the difference. So people are trying to make a difference. And um, so, yes, EVs are getting more and more popular. They're not to the point where it's making a huge 
I mean, it is making a difference, but not a huge difference, but I see that changing all the time. So to answer your question, yes and no. Yes, it's it's starting to get there, but no, it's not uh, to a point where everybody's getting the EV. I mean, as you well know, living in California, the, the current government is trying to make everybody have an EV by, I don't, I can't remember the date, it's 2030 something, I believe it is. And then I just read an article yesterday that 75% of the charging units out there are only working. So there's more than 25% are not working. So it's a big problem, big issue. So, you know, with that being said, you know, most people are starting to look more into the the EVs and the battery process and how that works. Um, that's something if you want to get into, we can. But I generally try to educate people. You got a battery for your system. So if would you you want to talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I do, actually. And I wanted to dive into sort of the, the whole thing with the rising cost of so people come to you because a PG&E bill is exploding, right? But yep. also one thing that really motivated me was the PG&E PSPS days, right? Because at that time, my power was going off like, you know, it felt like once a month, once every six weeks. So that's yeah. frequent now. Um, but, but I must say that was really what motivated me. Right. So yeah. people coming to you now, are they motivated by similar things and, 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 and they want they want the solar and then they want the battery? Because I, I don't think a lot of people realize kind of how those work. So if you could talk about a little sure. bit how, this, how solar and the battery work together. Sure. So there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of misinformation about the battery. People have been told by a lot of companies out there that if you get a battery, you are able to sell your power back to PG&E and make profit and pay for itself. That is not necessarily true. In order to sell power back to PG&E, you have to have a system offsetting more than 100%, obviously, because what people are not being educated on is that if you want battery backup for yourself, if the power goes out, how much are you willing to share with PG&E or sell back? So let's say you do a 50-50 split. Your battery's 50% charged up as 50% is being sold back to PG&E. The problem with that is now is that when your power goes out and you need that power, instead of having 100% of your battery backup, now your battery's drained to 50%. So it's really confusing to a lot of people. I actually talk people out of batteries today and to tell people, like in your situation was different. We, you know, every situation's unique and 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 meaning that the area that you're in there's certain areas that yes like yourself that we're having a lot of brown and blackouts and a lot of times pg was just pulling the plug to quote unquote you know do what they needed to do <laughs> um you know nobody really knows unless you're working with pg e i guess but with that being said is that you know i look at a couple different factors number one are you in an area where there are a lot of brown and blackouts number two do you is it mandatory? Do you have things that are like vital to your survival, like medical equipment that can't be without power? And number three, when you have run blackouts, how long are they lasting for? The majority of people in the Bay Area especially have brown or blackouts less than an hour. So do you really want to spend thousands of dollars extra for something that's just going to be, you know, needed a couple hours a year? And that's really what I like to educate people on is really find out if the need is 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 really necessary because people don't realize the sh the sticker shock. 
of how much batteries usually cost. And they're getting more and more expensive. They're not coming down with COVID. The prices have gone up, actually. And with the new new technology, things are changing. Um, plus, the way that PG&E works today because of COVID again, um, they're not able to, up, you know, you apply for the battery permit and you might take up to six months today. So it's a long process. So what I tell people is, listen, if you really don't need a battery, but you want that option in the future, get from day one an inverter that is battery ready, meaning that when batteries come down in price or you see a need really bad, like, yeah, I really need a battery, then you are able to just pop one on. It's ready to go. And that's something that'll save you a ton of money up front and save you a ton of money in, in, unless you you know win the lottery or something, you got cash and you need it, then great, go for it. But you know, my job is not just to sell people stuff. I'm more of a consultant, like I like to consider myself because you know, I really I'm a consumer just like you and everybody else. And I want to be taken care of and I want to know all the options. I don't want to just have somebody, you know, answer my questions, you know, basic and then sell me what I think I want. I want them to tell me what I want and what I need. I mean, that's a good salesperson to me. So that's just a little touch into the battery realm. But yeah, it's it's getting uh, more and more crazy out there because people are concerned about the future. Yeah, for sure. And and as you know, when we first spoke, I mean, we were getting those PSPS days all the time. And- oh, yeah. And, and, and I wanted sort of more certainty of my power being on. Yep. Um, and the days, those PSPS days have gone down. But I will say, I think the power has gone off maybe three or four times in kind of the year plus time that my, um, that my system has been installed. And it hasn't been off long, but I, but I will say... When it goes off, or the times it has nice. gone off, and the neighborhood is dark, but my power's still on, my neighbors ask me about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool, it's, but it's, you know, like I said, every situation is unique. So your situation, you were very frustrated. I remember when we first started talking, is that the, you know, the PG was popping your power all the time. And like you said, it's less and less, but you have peace of mind now. So great. You know, you didn't you know, waste, waste any money, quote unquote, but you, you needed it for what you wanted it for, which is great. And that's why we figured out what was going to be best for you in that yeah. situation. Yeah. But like I said, I like to take every individual, I don't just cookie cut stuff mm-hmm. there. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a need and everybody has a want. So yeah. my job is to save you the most amount of money. So Joe, talk a little bit more about taking control of your future energy costs, because I don't think that's something I originally appreciated when I started down this path. Um, But I would say kind of the more and more I talk to consultants like yourself, you know, I started to realize that the the likelihood of PG&E increasing its rates um, was higher than what I originally, originally anticipated. And, and so, you know, now I notice, you know, I've noticed a few times past year, I'm watching the news and, you know, they talk about PG&E increasing their rates. And I feel, and I, for myself, feel fortunate because I have, you know, full solar coverage. And so, you know, I do have, I, I feel like I have taken control of my future energy costs. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, taking control means that when you become a solar customer, now you're reliant on the sun um, and the co- company that you go through, of course, because the the bottom line is, is that there are people and a lot of people, companies out there that will sell you a system just to sell you a system. 
They're not going to do dig deep. They're not going to ask you the questions. They're not going to really care so much. They just want to get in and get you a system and get out. What they don't tell you is that offsetting 100% or more is vitally important if we can, if you have the roof space, because of the rates of PG&E. They're constantly going up and we have zero control of that. Um, what we do have control of, though, is to offset through solar and uh, in means like that. So when PG&E rates are between 28 to 40 something cents right now per kilowatt hour, which is how PG&E bills you as KWH on your bill. That's what that stands for, kilowatt hour. Um, where 10 years ago it was like 10 cents, 12 cents, 13 cents. Uh, no one, if, if if people told me when I started this nine years ago that rates would be as high as they are today, I probably wouldn't believe you. Um, I probably would have said, no, nah, I don't think so. We kind of went off of a 5% scale. That's kind of the average of what we're kind of guesstimating. Well, the average the last decade has been over 10% per year, like clockwork, which is ridiculous. And like I said, already in 2022, 19%, two raises, one January 1st for 9%, and one, I think it was the end of April for another 10%. So 19%, it's just crazy. People are just scrambling for solar because when you purchase solar, when you factor everything into it, you're paying locked in, depending on if you go cash or finance, of course, financing, you're going to pay a little bit more, but you're ranging between five and 11 cents per kilowatt hour. And that's locked in. That rate never goes up. There are, you know, the reason there's a little bit of a gap there is, of course, if you pay cash, um, which half the people do, but then there's half the people like myself that don't have twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars just laying around. So financing is such a great option if you get a good finance company, which we do work with a great finance company. Um, they can give us, you know, two point nine nine percent zero fees if you want. I mean, there's all just different kinds of ways, but you're taking control in the fact that now your kilowatt hours are locked in at a certain rate between that five and eleven cents, and they never go up. So that's completely taking control of your future. You don't have to worry, well, what am I going to be paying this month or next week? No, it's once you sign the deal and it's installed and, and producing on your roof, that's what it is. And you never have to worry about that for the next 25 years with us. We have a bumper to bumper 25 year warranty, which is great. But if solar's done right, the panel should last 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the tax incentives because I hear yep. like a lot of stuff about that, right? Like yeah. they were they were I think over thirty, then they came down to like twenty something, and then they were supposed to go down again, but then Congress passed something. You know what sure. what's going on with the tax incentives? So tax incentives for 2022, 26% federal tax credit. And there's a difference between a rebate and credit. A credit is actual dollar for dollar money. It's really, really nice. So as long as you have a tax liability, as long as you're paying to the federal government, which most people are, <laughs> uh, then you're going to be able to, to get that off your federal taxes or get that cash back to you. I'm not a tax advisor, so I can't, without getting in trouble, say anything but what the laws are. So the law is, in 2022, you are able to 
have a tax credit of 26% of the total cost of your system. So that includes everything, tax, license, equipment, labor, the whole shabam, which is a nice chunk of money. Now, it used to be 30% a couple of years ago. It has gone down. And like you said, with COVID, they extended that out. It's going to drop at the end of this year. In 2023, it's it's slate to go to 22%. And then in 2024, it's scheduled to go to 0% for residential solar. So, yes, uh, people ask me all the time, when's the best time to get solar? Uh, yesterday it was, <laughs> but don't put it off because right. you're just, you know, we just got a note yesterday that um, – Panel prices are about ready to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the leading manufacturers, the largest in the world, LG, decided last month out of the blue with no forewarning at all that they're going to not do manufacture new panels anymore. They're going to continue because they have a great warranty and they have a great panel. They're going to continue to you know keep open and, and be able to take care of the warranty work, but they're no longer producing any new, new panels, which was a shock, which obviously if the number one is going out of the business, then you got two, three, four, and five that are scrambling to pick up all that business. And so with that being said, and with COVID still affecting us, Oh my Lord, the prices I'm seeing are, are ready to go skyrocketing. So I tell people, if you've been, on the fence about it, now is the time to do it because not only are prices going to go up, but incentives are going down. So, Joe, what should people think about when picking a solar consultant, solar panels, manufacturer? Kind of what should the considerations be on their list? So, for me as a consumer myself, the things that I look for and then I tell people they should is look for a, a company that has been in business for a little, little while. Make sure they have a good track record. Do some investigating. Go on to Yelp reviews. Go on to the Better Business Bureau. Really make sure uh, I have people even checking into licensing. You know, make sure they have licenses. Make sure that the salesperson has a salesperson California license. It's important because you want to make sure that they're a reputable company that whoever goes into your house or on your roof is licensed, bonded, you know, insured. That's real important. Um, I particularly tell people go with a company that doesn't use subcontractors because when you're using a subcontractor, you don't know who's on your roof or doing your electrical work. You want somebody that knows what they're doing. Number one, Um, you know, you want to make sure that they're going to be honest and that they're going to be real with you and make sure that the salesperson or consultant you're working with that you like them because, you know, in like my business, I tell people that I walk you through the whole process. You don't have to worry about who to call. Of course, there's other people that are from the office that are going to call and schedule things. But ultimately, I see my customers through the whole process. I want to be there. And I, that's what I look for. And I think it's really important. Do you have a consultant, a sales rep that you could think that you feel comfortable enough that if you pick up the phone and call them, that they're going to answer your phone call and take care of you, or they're just going to sign you up and you're never going to see them again. A lot of these companies have um, a system that they sign you up and then it's handed off to another different project manager. And sometimes, and most of the time, those project managers are not even in the state of California. So what good is that? Um, you know, that is one of the reasons I went to West Coast is because everything is in-house. 
uh, you know, we do, we're not a small company by any means. We do about two and a half to three and a half million dollars a month in sales, which is a lot. Um, but yet we're able to have that personal approach, which is what I like. Um, I love the fact that when I'm working with customers that I get to work directly with my engineer team and my design team, and I can pick up the phone, I can text them anytime and get an answer back instantly, pretty much. Whereas some other companies I've worked for, not bad mouthing anybody else, but the fact that if I needed to make a change or a panel placement didn't look good here and the customer wanted it over here, it could take two, three, four days before we even get you know in contact with the people. So I love the fact that I'm able to take care of my customers. So that's real, real important because once you sign on the dotted line, um, I tell people with solar, it's not like cable television. You can't just switch companies. You are stuck with them for, for life. If the panels go out and they're out of business, guess what? You're, you're on your own. So make sure that, you know, you're doing the homework. I know you did, Anthony. My Lord, we went forever with you. <laughs> but it was worth it, man. It was it worth was. it. No, but, but you did, you, boy, you did your due diligence for sure. So, you know, I, I actually, when people say, oh, I'm going to get some extra quotes, great. I, I totally want, I mean, with even with you, I was like, fantastic. Make sure you ask these questions on that. Just like we just talked about, I tell people. And then make sure when everything's all short up, make sure that you have a fantastic warranty and that it's in writing. Because a lot of people can promise you the world, but are they going to deliver when you need them the most? That's super, super important. Yeah, yeah, no, you you did and you did a great job of educating me. And 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 you're right, I did. I think I started one summer and then yep. I sort of, you know, put it to the side. And I came back the next summer after more PSPS day. So we picked it back <laughs> up. And uh, and and I know I asked a lot of questions, but um, but I felt like you and there's some other vendors too that really educated me on the process. So I really appreciated that about about your approach. Um yeah. but but talk appreciate a little Talk a little bit about the importance of um, of warranties and the difference in warranties between companies. Uh, you know, I I honestly feel that it all comes down to that uh, who you're doing business with as a company wide and what is their warranty because anybody can tell you that they're the best and da 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 da, but are they going to back it up? Uh, West Coast, what I one of the many things I love about this company is that our warranty just crushes everybody's. We have a 25-year bumper-to-bumper warranty, which everybody says, oh, we, they all have that. Well, okay, let's talk about that. They're not all the same because our 25-year warranty includes all the equipment, all the labor, all the workmanship. It includes all of the labor involved in warranty work. And that's where people get totally strung up is that they don't talk about that. What if a panel goes out or two panels go out in year five? Oh yeah, it's totally covered. Okay, great. Move on to the next question. No, no. That's where you ask the next question. Who pays for the warranty work? It is a huge question that people miss all of the time. Just to have a truck roll out is usually two to $300 fee for most companies. It's with us. We charge 250 bucks. If you're not our customer and you want us to come and check something out or do something, it's 250 bucks. I mean, we got to pay for the time, the gas, insurance, everything just to roll out. 
plus an hourly rate of usually about 100 to 250 an hour, depending on what you're having done. So if you have just warranty work, two panels go out, let's say, and they replace them completely covered, and it's a two-hour-plus job, you might be paying five, 600 bucks for that, and it's on you. Let's go solar. We cover those costs 100% for 25 years, which is huge. We not only do that, but a lot of companies will say that they have a performance and a production guarantee. We take it one step further. First of all, our production guarantee is 100% of guarantee of the manufacturer. A lot of companies will only cover 75% of the 100% guarantee, meaning let's say panel A is guaranteed to do 10,000 kilowatts in X amount of time. Well, the company that does it for you is only going to guarantee 7,000 of that 10,000 because that's 70%. And people are like, what are you talking about? They don't ask those hard questions. We offer 100% of the minimum production value that is guaranteed by each manufacturer we cover. And that is huge. Um, not only do we do that, but we back it up with something that's, I don't know anybody that does this, but we back it up with a money back guarantee. If for any reason, because of the panels or because of the system, because of what we didn't do properly, if your system does not produce what we promise every year, every year at the time of true up for the first 10 years, we will actually put our money where our mouth is and, and give a 25 to 30 cents per kilowatt hour that it, it falls short. So if it's a thousand kilowatts short, guess what? We're going to cut you a check. That is unheard of, but that is the confidence that we have in the systems that we build for our customers. And also it's just giving people carefree solar. So you don't have to worry about it. Oh, what if the, there's an eclipse for three months and it doesn't produce what it's promised? Doesn't matter. We got you covered. I mean, that's a company you want to go with. And that's what I tell people. Those are the things you should focus on. Make sure you ask the tough questions because it's a big commitment on not only your behalf as a consumer, but on the company you're going with. Because like I said, if that company goes out of business, you are out of luck. You are starting from square one because I don't know any solar company that will take on another um solar system because of the liability they don't we don't want to be responsible we don't know who did the wiring work or who did this or if it was you know to code or anything we can't get in there and look at the wiring once it's done so that is what i tell people is that you might think you're saving money up front you might think you're getting the best deal ever but the long term you got to look at the whole package in a whole and warranty comes down to probably one of the top three things that I would tell people to make sure you are checking all the boxes and asking all those questions, because that's where you're going to have some problems in the future. So you're saying that if you go with a vendor and they go out of business, right? And so something happens to your panels and now you're calling around for some help. A lot of solar companies out there won't touch your system. I, I don't know too many that will, no, because like I said, the liability purposes, we, no one wants to take on that that responsibility. Yeah. So you're either going to have to deal with the manufacturer, which is not fun by yourself, or you're going to have to start from scratch all over again. And it's very costly. Mm-hmm. And I deal with this all the time. It, it, there's at least once a month I deal with a customer that calls and says, 
man, Joe, you, you did my friend's system and my company that I went with, I need to do this or that. I'm having issues and can you help me out? And uh, I unfortunately I have to tell them, no, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do unless you want me to do a new system. And that's part of the major process that they ask people, listen, you might be able to save a little money up front. You know, West Coast, I tell people we're we're probably not going to be the least expensive, but we're definitely not going to be the most expensive. We're going to be more towards the lower end of it because we try to be very price aggressive and conscious. But at the same time, we are not going to sacrifice quality of product, quality of service for price. And there's always got to be a fair price. We have to make money as a company to be able to stay in business, to take care of our customers. At the same time, we're not getting rich off of every you know one person. So we're very conscious about that. But just because you get the, the best price up front, a company doesn't mean you're going to get the best longevity at, through that company. So that's real important. And Joe, does it make a difference um, or should a consumer be, be focused on if the if the company is local or not, if the installer or the vendor, um, does it matter if they're here or in LA or in Arizona? You know, I always go with local myself just as a consumer, just because if you have issues and problems, what, you know, what's your, you know, if they, they don't want to take care of you or they're not answering their phone calls, I want to be able to go to a, to a local place to, to, you know, say, Hey, what's going on here? So, yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I mean, that's one of the reasons I started, in this industry with two of the top biggest companies. And I have nothing but great things to say about those companies. But at the same time, I went to West Coast because of that. I wanted to work for a company that was local, that was customer orientated, that really cared about the customer instead of just as a number. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think it's very important you go with someone local. So how long should this process take if, if you know, we're starting from scratch? And, and I know I think mine took a little bit longer than normal. I'm assuming it took Years a little bit, but, but ordinarily, how long does it usually take? So that's a great question. And I tell people, you know, again, I've said this a lot. I hate to be a broken record, but since COVID happened, a lot of things changed. And the biggest change was we are not able to just walk into a city anymore and get a permit same day which we used to be able to do. We have some cities that take a month or two to get us back to what we did within a couple of days. So the process that I tell people for the best expectations, I try to be very clear about this. It's going to be a minimum of 30 to 90 days. That's, and I know that's a big timeline, but we're shooting to get it 60 or less. That's, that's my goal. But I also tell people that we have zero control over two things. One of them is the permitting and one of them is the thumbs up from PG&E. So with that being said, I always say, add, give me an extra month just so your expectations are right. So 90 days is probably about as long as it's going to take, but we're going to shoot for less than 60. And that's kind of where we try to be. Um, anybody that tells you they can do it quicker than that, good luck, but it's, it's not as easy as it used to be. And uh, I mean, we used to be able to pull things off in 30 days. Those days are long gone. Because, and that's 60 again, and that's 69 days after you sort of agree on the system and sign contracts. Yeah. As soon as we say, let's move forward. I tell people, give me 30 to 90 days. We're going to shoot for 60 and, but it might go to 90. I know that's, that's kind of stinks, but that's just the way it is. And people appreciate the, you know, trying to be open and honest about it, but know that, you know, it, uh, 
especially when they're working with with West Coast and myself, we're trying to get it done as quick as possible without sacrificing anything quality wise. Mm-hmm. No, but that yeah, makes sense. We, we, yeah, we want to get it done fast for you, and yeah. you know, people get excited and the thrill of once once they just I mean, like you, you were excited, like, like yeah. what's going on? Let's go! You know, you <laughs> wanted that uh, yesterday, it's, and it took you a year to figure it out. But yeah. no, as soon as you you can you can attest, it's it's a process, but. You know, we take care of the, all the moving parts pretty much. And but when you got your system flipped on, you were excited. Yeah, no, you guys did a great job. You did a great job. Thank you. Um, hey, Joe, I really appreciate this. So let no the listeners know how can they find you if um, if they want to hear more. Sure, if they anybody, I you know, they can call me anytime or text me. My phone number, my direct line is nine two five eight one two one three five seven. And um, my website, I have a personal website that you can go and learn more about me and about West Coast Solar is www.joemalali.com. And that's J-O-E-M is in Mary, O-L-A-L-E.com. And that's a great place to go because there's information. We also do... Uh, Every solar system that I have the privilege of building for people, we are actually donating two to three hundred dollars for every system to a, a, a cause that's um, a company that I've hooked up with last year, Renewal International, and we're actually building water wells for people that have no water in villages over in India and Africa, and it's so exciting. We just funded our third well, and we're on our fourth one right now. And it, all that information is on my website, but know that not only are you helping yourself, not only are you helping the environment, but with, with Joe, you also are helping people that have no water, which is crazy. But there are lots of people that do not have running water. So it's just something that we like to give back. And everybody that, that, that goes through me, like I said, they're helping out people like that, too. So it's nice. It's fun. Oh, that's great. Just not, not only are you the solar king, you're the water man, too. <laughs> you all you know it's it's nice to be able to give back so you know i love doing solar i've been doing this nine years and i still love doing it so yeah. um it, it i get a kick out of being able to take someone's huge bill and just slashing it to nothing and uh, like yourself you know you had so many questions and doubts and worries and we got you through it and now you're just happy as a clam and you you know like you said the only problem with you is that when nobody has power, people might be coming and sucking off your power, you know, <laughs> during certain times. So, but no, it's great to, to be able to help people. I really do enjoy it. Hey, well, Joe, I appreciate this so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.